the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. I love this time of year, in the mornings especially, not in the afternoons when it gets to be 100 degrees in October. What is this? It's like the Lord's burning us up. Lord have mercy. But in the mornings, I try to just go out in the backyard and uh, before I pray to kind of quiet myself among the plants. You know, that's a good place to get quiet, among the plants. And this time of the year, it's dark out there. Um, and the other day, I just, sky was very clear, so I just looked up and saw the vastness of the stars. And the moon was shining bright. It was just unbelievably glorious. What, what, a, what a creation. What a creator. I mean, you can sit there for hours and just be awestruck by what he has done in terms of what he has created. It's just, it's awesome. It should just opens our hearts to how vast and beautiful God is, how wonderful he is, how magnificent he is. And then we come to read in the scriptures this morning. For you are a temple of the living God. This God who made all of this dwells. Put your fingers up, everybody. Everybody. And point right there. That God dwells there. And by the way, it's his favorite place to go. Out in the stars, out in the universe, there's not a more favorite place for God to dwell than right there. Wow. Overwhelmed should we be. Always, continually, the God that created the universe and sustains it and fills it completely dwells right here. I am, you are, a temple of the living God. That God dwells in you. And not only that, if that's not enough, he says... I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. Not only is he going to dwell there, but he's going to be our father. He's calling us sons and daughters. <laughs> that God that created everything dwells here and becomes our father, and we become his sons and daughters. Should you not be, should not we all be humbled by that? Humbled? Lord, Lord, have mercy. On my knees every day, Lord, thank you for allowing me, giving me the gift of being a son or a daughter. Every day, humbled by that, that reality. Not just a thought, not just a good idea, but that reality that you are a son of God, that you are a daughter of God. The living God that created the universe 
who dwells in our hearts. Hmm. Grateful continually. What a perspective to have about who we are as people. Who we are as people, sons and daughters of God, who dwells in us, guides us, loves us, saves us, is merciful to us, pours upon us boundless mercy, continually, continually, continually. Never-ending, 24-7, does everything he can out of his love for us to save us. And he dwells here, calls us a son and a daughter. So what is our response to this? Oh, I can't wait for the donuts. Oh, boy, I can't wait for those football games this afternoon. Actually, I can't, but I'm, we're pausing here to understand who God is, how we relate to him, and what is our response to him, to his great mercy and love for us. You know, it's interesting that follow the verse that follow what Vern read today It says, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now that you know who you are, now that you know how God loves you and cares for you, now what's your response to that? Turn away from your sins and turn to God. Very simple. And we hear in the the Gospel of St. Luke, The words, do to others as you would have them do to you. Love your enemy. Do good, lend, expecting nothing in return. Be merciful, even as your Father in heaven is merciful, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. We we should do this. We should respond to this love that God has given to us and, and try to love our enemy to be kind to those uh, in our lives. So I just want to emphasize this, because, you know, love your enemy. That's a hard thing to do. You have an enemy, God says, okay, here's your enemy that you totally despise. Now stop despising him and love him. That's very difficult. It's like, wow. That's like going that way 100 miles an hour and turn away that way and going 100 miles an hour. St. John Chrysostom actually has some really good advice on that. He says, you can't do that. You have to do it step by step. Don't think about the wrong that they have done. Don't vindicate yourself. Don't try to get back at them. Don't have bad thoughts about them. Pray for them. Do good to them. Don't hate them. Love them. We step back. So there's a, there's a path we can take when it comes to loving an enemy. But what struck me in this is be kind. Now we all can do that. No matter who it is, you can be kind. You can be kind. I want to encourage us in this. I want, I want the parents to learn to be kind to their children. Do not provoke your children to anger. Be kind to them. Love them. 
Show them mercy, grace. Instruct them. Discipline them in love and kindness. Kindness. Be kind to them. And you children, be kind to your parents. You can be kind to your parents. Obey them. Do what they ask. Listen to them. Open your heart to them. Now, I remember one time I was sitting down with, uh, I can't remember who it was. Well, it was Craig. We'll say Craig because Craig's not here. That's good. <laughs> so we can, I can talk bad about Craig. So Craig comes to me with some wicked scheme. And uh, I remember, I say, say he's 15 years old. And uh, so I said, you know, Craig, that's really nice that you have this idea. But that's 15 years of experience. You put your mom's wage, my age together, that's 80 years. 80, 15, who's got the most experience here? Think about it. Think about it. I've got this many years and double mom and dad together. That many years of experience. Take advantage of it. You know, I remember, <laughs> it was a time in my life, I think I was 23 years old. And I spent a good deal of my teenage years and early adult life not listening to my parents. And I regretted it. Very much so. I regretted it deeply. And I remember going back to my father and telling him, this was a very beautiful moment in my life with my father. I said, Dad, you know, I just want to apologize to you for all the times I just disobeyed you and I, I know I disappointed you. I said, please forgive me. And he said this, I already have. Don't disappoint your parents, kids. Listen to them. Listen to their directions. It's such a blessing in your life to have that as a part of your, your heritage. Not to have to go back and recover, but have a, a, a beautiful, positive step in your life where you, can, where you can kind of partner with your parents. So be kind to them in obedience. And then I think, too, for us friends and family, I was reading this issue. Father Hopko's got this wonderful book, catechetical book called Spirituality. And then he talks about kindness, of being a fruit of the Spirit. And one of the things he says in here, this really convicts me. He says, very often it happens that people can be kind to strangers, and to those with whom they have but a passing casual relationship. But with persons with whom they relate, the relationship is longer and deeper. Family, relatives, co-workers, fellow members in the same church community, it sometimes assumes that they may be unkind to them that they even have a certain right to act carelessly and with harshness. This is a great temptation. This is a great temptation to feel like some, like we have, uh, it's okay to act unkindly to people that we're familiar with. Familiarity, familiarity and everyday contact do not give one the right to act unkindly or to behave, to behave crudely. To those closest and nearest, the need for continual gentleness, 
tenderness and kindness in every action and word is especially necessary. There can be no excuse for insensitivity and harshness, whatever the relationship. Spiritual persons can and must do all things, do good to all men, especially to those of the household of faith. So to us, we have friends, we have family, we have co-workers, where we find familiarity somehow as kind of a bridge, a strange bridge to being unkind? No. Father Thomas says very clearly, this is a temptation. You need to know that that's what's happening to you. It's temptation to act unkindly to those you're most familiar with. But I think we also need to understand that in the context of relationships, that this happens, that there is an unkindness that just kind of flows, unfortunately, back and forth. And so for us, too, we need to know one of our acts of kindness is to be forgiving, to forgive, to understand that these things happen, and my act of kindness toward you, unkindness to me, is what? To forgive you. You're unkind to me. My response in kindness to you is forgiveness, like my father to me. So we have to kind of learn how to fight in this way, understanding that sometimes temptations come to us in in familiar relationships that kind of breed this unkindness. We have to flee that. Understand that's not of God, not of the household of God. And so we need to move in a very gentle way toward one another. And so may us all this day, may we first be struck by the awesomeness of God and that he has decided in his love for us to dwell in us and to call us sons and daughters. May we act that way. May we act kindly toward one another, loving one another uh, to the glory of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.